Before starting the Sikha, just a little bit of background, understanding what the Sikha is referring to. We know that the Parsha of Ahi Ashmini is referring to the eighth day of what's called the eighth day of Miluim. This is the day that there was the Chanukah HaMishkan, and there was quite a number of Karbonis brought on that day. Sadly, on that day, Aaron's two sons, Nodav and Avi, also pass away. So Aaron and his remaining sons, Elazar and Isomar, are considered Oinanim, a person whose close relative passed away who would usually not be allowed to eat and partake part of the karbonis. However, here there was a special instruction by Hashem through Moshe Rabbeinu that Aaron and his children should partake of those karbonis in order that not to take away from the special simcha of the Chanukah, Hamishkan, etc. Now, amongst the karbonis, there was also a carbon being that it was Rosh Chodesh Nisan. One of the karbonis is a carbon that would really be a chatas, a goat that's brought as a carbon chatas in all future times of Rosh Chodesh and generations as well. Aaron doesn't eat that carbon because he assumes that this is not the same kind of carbonis of the special carbonis of this day, and this carbon ends up being burnt because they're not eating it. Moshe Rabbeinu hears about this, and Moshe Rabbeinu is quite upset, and he tells off Elozer and Isamar, and then Aaron explains that even if Moshe Rabbeinu heard from Hashem that there is something special about the carbonis of this day, that an oinin should be allowed to eat it, it does not mean that it automatically applies to kotche doiris, to carbonis that are going to be for future generations as well. So Aaron is making this distinction between them. And when Moshe Rabbeinu hears this, vayitav he hears this and he's pleased with this explanation. Now in the Gemara, the Gemara says that Moshe Rabbeinu, admitted, he wasn't embarrassed, he admitted and he said, I have actually heard this distinction from Hashem, but I forgot. Now we're going to see how Rashi says it, and we're going to see whether Rashi is saying exactly the same thing as the Gemara, or is he saying something slightly different. So the Rebbe starts off the Sikha. On the Pasuk, Vayishma Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu heard, Vayitav Bienov, and he was pleased. Rashi quotes the words, Vayitav Bienov, he was pleased. And he explains, Hoida, he admitted, Veloi Boish, he was not embarrassed, Loimar, to say, Loisha mighty, I have not heard. What do these words mean? So there are Mepharshim that say that Rashi is saying basically the same thing we just quoted from the Gemara. That had Moshe Rabbeinu been embarrassed, he would have said, I didn't hear such a distinction from Hashem. So what does it mean, what was he not embarrassed to say, it's as if to say, as a result of embarrassment, he may have said, I never heard this distinction. But since he was not embarrassed, he didn't say, rather he admitted that he had heard this from Hashem as well, and he had forgotten, exactly as we explained from the Gemara. The Rebbe says it's difficult, al in Rashi, to say that this is what Rashi is saying. Because the Rebbe says, we know that Rashi wrote his Pirush in a very clear and open way. That even a Ben Chamesh Lemikra should be able to understand it. If Rashi would mean that Moshe Rabbeinu is admitting and saying, yes, I had heard this before and I forgot, that Rashi should have said that point. That Moshe Rabbeinu says, I heard it and I forgot. That seems to be the main point over here. If the Gemara has to specify it, surely Rashi has to specify it. All Rashi says is that he wasn't embarrassed to say Loisha Mighty. He doesn't say the point that I heard and I forgot. Also says the Rebbe, it's obvious that you can't say that Rashi is relying 
on the Gemara. In other words, that we should know it from the Gemara. Check up the Gemara. Where the Gemara says that Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, I heard about this and I forgot. Because as discussed many times, Rashi explains the meaning of the Psukim on the place in the Pasuk. He's not relying that we're going to be looking elsewhere. Especially in this case, the Rashi doesn't even tell us the source that it's in the Gemara. It says that based on all of this, it actually seems like the other way around. Rashi in Pshut Mikra is actually not learning the same thing as the Gemara, which is more the Limud al-Derech ha Instead, Rashi is learning Pshat differently, as we'll soon see. Especially the Rashi chose the wording from the Torah's Koyanim, which is not like the wording in the Gemara, and Rashi specifically chooses a different expression. As the Rebbe will soon explain what Rashi does mean. But first, some other questions. We also need to understand, what is even the difficulty in our passing that Rashi is coming to explain by saying that Moshe Rabbeinu admitted, and he wasn't embarrassed. The Pasuk seems to be understood a straightforward Pasuk. Vayishma Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu heard Aaron's claims, Aaron's explanation, and he was pleased with it. Number two, where do we get this whole thing in Pshutesh Mikra that there was a situation that he admitted he wasn't embarrassed, saying Moshe mighty. So there are Mephoshim that say that what's forcing Rashi to say this are actually the words Vayishma Moshe. Seemingly these words are extra, they're unnecessary. Obviously he heard what Aaron said. All it needed to say is that, our, that Moshe Rabbeinu was pleased with this. Why does it need to say that Moshe Rabbeinu heard? Vayishma Moshe. From the fact that the Pasuk says Vayishma Moshe, Rashi is taking out, Rashi is learning that what Vayishma Moshe means that what Moshe Rabbeinu now is hearing from Aaron is something that Vayishma Moshe, he had heard this already in the past from Hashem. It's only that he forgot it. And therefore, Vayita Be'enav, therefore now it's pleasing to him what Aaron says, because that's reminding him what Hashem said. However, the Rebbe says, it's very difficult to say this, to learn this in Pshutesh Mikra and in Rashi. Because, in addition to what some of the Mepharshim ask on this, which is, according to that, it should have said, Umoyshe Shoma, not Vayishma Moshe, Moshe Shoma, it should be emphasizing the idea that this is something that Moshe Rabbeinu has heard already in the past. Also, in his Dibra Maschal Rashi, should have been quoting those words, Vayishma Moshe, because that's what's forcing his Pirush. But in addition to this, again, Rashi needs to say things in a clear way. Rashi should say that Moshe Rabbeinu had heard this already before. Especially that he's taking now the words Vayishma Moshe out of their simple and literal meaning. That it means that he's hearing what Aaron says. Or at least Rashi should have added that word, Shamaiti. Rashi, all Rashi says is, he wasn't embarrassed, say, Loisha Maiti, but he should have said that Moshe Rabbeinu is actually admitting that I heard this already before, and I forgot. And from this we would understand that Rashi is somehow taking it from the words, Vayishma Moshe. Another thing we need to understand, the Rebbe says, in Pashas Matos, we have a passage that Al-Azhar HaKoyen is telling the Yidin, the Halachos of um, utensils, of Goyim, how they need to be kashered and so on. Rashi explains why is Elazar the one teaching these halachas? Because Moshe Rabbeinu had gotten angry at the people that went out to war. And as a result of his anger, he came to make a mistake. He came to forget these halachas. And therefore, Elazar is the one that says the halachas. Rashi goes on in Parshas Matis and says, referring to our story in our Parshas Mini, he says the same thing happened on the eighth day of the Miluim, that because Moshe Rabbeinu got angry at Elazar and Isamar, Therefore, he made this mistake that we're discussing in our Sicha 
about these carbonates that really they should be burned as Aaron insisted. And Rashi gives another example in the famous story of Moshe Rabbeinu hitting the rock. He says, Shimuna HaMoyrim, he was upset at the Yidin. And because of that, because he gets angry, he also makes that mistake. What do we see from here? That according to Pshutish Mikra, we need to have some sort of explanation why Moshe Rabbeinu is making a, a, making a mistake. If that's the case, the Rebbe asks, this difficulty of why Moshe Rabbeinu is making a mistake first comes up in our Parsha. In Parsha Shmini. So over here Rashi should have explained that because Moshe Rabbeinu just got angry and Allah's already somewhere, that's why he forgets the halacha. Why is he explaining it only in Parsha's Matos rather than in our Parsha? So the Rebbe says the explanation is that Rashi, when he says, that Moshe Rabbeinu admitted and he wasn't, he wasn't embarrassed. Does not mean as we said before from the Gemara, but rather, he means it simply, Moshe Rabbeinu was not embarrassed to say, Mighty, I have in fact never heard this before. In other words, I did not hear from Hashem that there's actually a difference between the carbones that are special for today's day for Rosh Nisan when the Mishkan was, was the Chanukah Mishkan and Kachay Doiris and carbones that are really regular carbones for all future generations. So again, he's not, Rashi is not learning. That Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, I heard about it and I forgot. But rather, he wasn't embarrassed to say, you know what, I actually never heard this before. Why does Rashi not learn like the Gemara that says that he had heard it and he forgot? Instead, he's saying, instead Rashi is learning that Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, I never actually heard this before. Because if the Pshat is that Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, I heard about this and I forgot, then in Pshutah Shomikra, this is very difficult. Number one, is this a praise for Moshe Rabbeinu that he's telling the truth? That he's telling the truth that he heard about it and he forgot. Rather than what? Rather than saying something untrue? Saying that I didn't hear about it if he really did? Also, what does it even mean? Vayitav it, it, it pleased him. It's a something that Hashem said. So you're saying that Moshe Rabbeinu was happy about it? Vayitav It's obviously that he's happy about it. This is from Hashem. And also, Vayita B'Einav is implying that it could have even been some other way. And the Pasuk is telling us, wow, Vayita B'Einav. If Moshe Rabbeinu heard this from Hashem, and Hashem is pleased with it, what's the Chiddush of that Moshe Rabbeinu is happy with it? And therefore, Rashi learns simply that Moshe Rabbeinu did not actually hear a distinction from Hashem between the Karbonites of Rosh Chodesh and of future generations. And as Rashi had already said in the earlier Rashi, on the words of Aaron, on the words when Aaron says, Hayita Hashem, if we would have eaten this, would have Hashem been happy? Rashi says, if you heard from Hashem regarding the special carbonis of this day, that's not a re- that we, that even an oining could eat those carbonis, that's not a reason enough to say that you could also apply that to carbonis that apply for all generations. If that's the case, if Moshe Rabbeinu never heard this before, and that's what he's admitting to and saying, you know what, you're right, I never heard this whole idea before. Now we can understand the praise of that he's admitting and he's saying, because Moshe Rabbeinu could have also had the choice to just agree to Aaron, just by being silent. We know there's a concept of he's accepting what Aaron says, or even just saying, that Aaron is right, but he doesn't have to make announcements and saying, Loi Shamaiti, I actually never heard about this from Hashem. Also, the Rebbe says, the pshat of the words, Vayitav Bi'enov, means that this is Aaron's svarah, 
that he clearly he didn't, in other words, it's only Aaron Svara, that clearly Moshe Rabbeinu did not hear from Hashem. That is, that even though it's true, that in some cases we do find, in some dinim we find, that Kodshei Doirois are similar to Kodshei Shah, the Rebbe gives an example in the Korban Pesach, there are certain dinim that applied in the Pesach Mitzrayim, which is only a one-off. And some of those dinim also apply in Pesach Doiris. And in this case, even though Moshe Rabbeinu could have said that yes, these karbonis should be different, and nevertheless, Moshe Rabbeinu is satisfied with Aaron's psak, Vayitav Bi'enav, he's accepting what Aaron is making that distinction. Now, says the Rebbe, what is actually the difficulty even in our Pasuk? For which Rashi is even looking for a pirush, and especially this pirush, as we're explaining over here, says the Rebbe, because the words vayitav bi'enov are the ones that are seemingly unnecessary. What's, what's the Pasuk teaching us with vayitav bi'enov? That is, it's obvious that Moshe heard what Aaron said. As we said before. So when the Pasuk says vayishma Moshe, Clearly, Vayishma Moshe doesn't only mean that he heard it. Vayishma Moshe already means that he accepted it. He's understanding it, he's agreeing to it. The Rebbe gives examples. That where Hashem says to Adam or Rishon, because because you listen to your wife. It doesn't mean that he heard it with his ears. In other words, he accepted, that Adam had accepted Chava's offer of the Eitzadas. Another pasuk, the Heimlo Yodu by the brothers of Yosef, they didn't realize Kishay Meya Yosef. Doesn't only mean that Yosef was able to hear it with his ears, it means that he was able to understand it, what they're saying. In other words, when we say Vayishma Moshe already means an acceptance of what Aaron said, which seems to be the same idea as Vayitav Bi'enov. So why does the pasuk have to say Vayishma Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu heard, understood, accepted, and Vayitav Bi'enov? So we have to say Vayitav Bi'enov is coming to add something more to Vayishma Moshe. What is that? Aaron's words were not only accepted by Moshe, but there was something additional over here. Vayitav Bi'enov. What could possibly be expressing this addition? What's the Chiddush over here that the Pasuk is coming to tell us? This is what Rashi is saying, that Vayishma Moshe means in addition to the fact that he accepted what Aaron said, furthermore, he was so happy with what Aaron said. He was so pleased with what Aaron said that he actually went ahead. Loimar, he was telling people, he was saying this to other people. He was saying, you know what? I didn't hear this before. And now Aaron came up with this amazing svara. In fact, this is also telling us the praise of Moshe, that he's admitting. And he's not embarrassed to go along and tell people, he's notifying this. Even though it's not even so important, why, does, why is it important to tell everyone that I didn't hear about it? It would be enough that he just agrees with Aaron. So no, the Pasuk is saying, The Moshe Rabbeinu is so happy with it that he's actually admitting and telling people, I didn't think of this. And Aaron actually had this beautiful svar. Says the Rebbe, based on this, that Rashi means simply that Moshe Rabbeinu is not saying that, that I heard about it and I forgot. Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, I actually never heard this halacha. We can now understand why he cannot explain, as he does in Parshas Matos, that it's because of anger. That's why he came to this mistake. Because we're speaking about something over here that he didn't hear directly from Hashem. This is more something that's dependent on a svara. And when you're speaking about a logical idea, there is room for both ways of understanding. And therefore, in Pshutish Mikra, Rashi doesn't have to come up with this big Chiddush to say that Moshe Rabbeinu, that Moshe Rabbeinu could get angry, he's even shy to the whole idea of getting angry and anger, and because of that, 
he could come to the idea of making mistakes. There's no need for any of that in our Pesach. When it comes to Parshas Matos, where clearly we say the Vayiktsev Moshe brought him to, the Moshe Rabbeinu getting angry, brought him to a mistake, which is obviously again a big Chiddush. And the question becomes, why is this? That this anger brought him to a mistake in Parshas Matos, in the story. Again, with the kashering of the utensils. So Rashi says, you know what? We actually find a similar thing in other places as well. And Rashi quotes our story in Pasha Shemini, where Moshe Rabbeinu gets angry. In other words, once we have already in Pshutish Omikr this concept, that there could be this thing that Moshe Rabbeinu gets angry, and as a result of that makes a mistake. So now we could come along and explain in our Pasha as well, that when Moshe Rabbeinu got angry over here, it wasn't that he forgot what Hashem said, because we just established that Moshe Rabbeinu never heard this from Hashem. But rather, Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't able to come up or didn't, understand this logical thing that Aaron was by so so obvious to Aaron and Moshe Rabbeinu didn't come up with this idea so that was because of his anger so again in our passage there would be no need to say that there was anything wrong why Moshe Rabbeinu didn't think of this idea Moshe Rabbeinu has one Svara Aaron has a different one but once we understand already from a later Pasuk in Parshas Matos that there's this idea that anger could bring you to a mistake, that helps us understand why Moshe Rabbeinu didn't think of the logical reason that Aaron thought, but again, it doesn't mean that he had heard it from Hashem and he forgot it. The Rebbe now turns to Yenu Shaltoira to the Chassidus of the Rashi. The Rebbe says, since we're speaking about Chiluke Deis, differences of opinion of Moshe and Aaron, and this is things that are dependent again on a Svarah on logic. We need to understand. Number one, why is it that Moshe Rabbeinu is leaning towards this idea that there shouldn't be a difference between the Kodshe Doiris, between the Karbanis that are going to be brought in future generations, that is the Karban Chatos of Rishchodesh, and the Karbanis of today's day, that if these, the Karbanis of this day could be eaten, so too the Karban Rishchodesh could be eaten. And why is it that Aaron specifically is the one that's making this distinction? Number two, if Moshe Rabbeinu holds that there is no difference between the two sets of Karbonis, and he's so certain about it, that when he sees that the Kodshei Doirais, that the carbon of Rosh was not eaten, he gets angry about it, what actually changed in his Svarah when he hears from Aaron that, that there is this difference where we don't find that Aaron should be proving it in any way, bringing some sort of proof that definitely there should be um, this distinction? And not only is Moshe Rabbeinu agreeing, but we said, Vayitav Vienav, suddenly he's so happy with this and all of that. Says the Rebbe, we can explain this, but Pnimi Yisoyen The Rebbe says the difference between Moshe and Aaron is, based on a medrash the Rebbe is about to quote now, on a Pasuk in Tehillim. It's a Pasuk, actually the medrash is learning it on Chumash, but the medrash is expanding a Pasuk in Tehillim based on this. The Pasuk is the Pasuk where Moshe Rabbeinu meets Aaron when he's going uh, to, to Mitzrayim. And the Pasuk over there says that Moshe Rabbeinu meets Aaron and they, and they kiss each other, etc. And the Medrash brings on this Pasuk, a Pasuk in Tehillim where it says, Chesed ve'emes nivgoshu, Chesed and Emes met. And the Medrash says, Chesed is Aaron, Emes is Moshe. And here, this Pasuk that describes a meeting in Mitzrayim, or on the way to, on, in front of Ahara Lekim actually, on the way to Mitzrayim, is Moshe and Aaron meeting, this is a meeting of Chesed and Emes. What is the difference between Emes and Chesed? Again, Aaron being Chesed and Moshe being Emes. Emes means something that's consistent, no change, the whole time the same thing. In every single time, in every single place, it's always the same. Always on the same level, 
There's no fluctuations. Chesed, on the other hand, the idea of chesed, which is to make it good for other people, obviously needs to take into consideration the, the state and the path of each individual of the recipient that are clearly not similar and equal to each other. So therefore, chesed is going to have to be different in every single situation. Furthermore, when the chesed is happening, there also needs to be a difference in the hashpa, the way it is coming from the person giving the chesed, to the way it's being received by the recipient. The Rebbe quotes a Gemara, where it says that when Hashem is giving too much good, sometimes it might be difficult to accept it as well. So Moshe Rabbeinu, who's Midas Ha'emes, his way of thinking is that wherever there may be a doubt, we're going to pass it in a way that there should not be any shinui. There should not be a difference between one situation and another, or one time and another. Because that's the way of emes. Emes is consistent. Therefore, in our case, what does Moshe Rabbeinu hold? That there shouldn't be any difference between the Kodshei Doiris and the Kodshei Shah. In other words, the same Kedusha that applies in Kodshei Shah, right over here in these Karbonis that are being brought for the day, it has to be exactly the same thing applying for the Kodshei Doiris, for Karbonis that are going to apply for future generations as well. The way of Emes is that everything is exactly the same and it's consistent. On the other hand, Chesed, the level of Aaron, Aaron's idea is Oyev Shalom, Veroidev Shalom, loving peace, pursuing peace, Oyev Sabriyas, loving every creation of a Karvel, the Torah, bring them close to Torah. He is the one that's devoted to Yidin, even to those types of Yidin, which are called over here in the mission of Briyas, meaning that we don't find much other quality about them other than they were created by Hashem. And to give them, to be Mashpia to them according to their own level. Therefore, he sees clearly that there's a difference. There's the things of Kodshei Shah. There are things that are holy right now, but we also have to look at Kodshei Doiris, things that are going to apply in future generations. In other words, when we look at, as far as the recipients are concerned, when that's the way our in Chesed looks, those that are going to need the Chesed, those that are going to need the carbon, those that are going to be the Kodshim, you can't necessarily demand the same level of Kedusha in all times and in all places. So he starts seeing a difference. There's the things that apply today, there's the things that are karbanis that apply for future generations. Says the Rebbe, this is, fits very much with what a concept that's often discussed in Chassidus, that Moshe is called Shushvina de Malka, and Aaron is called Shushvina de Matronisa. Shushvina de Malka literally means the friend or the unterfear, the one leading the chosen, the melech to the chuppah, and Aaron is the one that represents the queen or the Yidden. This is Moshe representing and bringing Hashem down to the Yidden Kavayachal. And Aaron being the unterfear, the friend, the one bringing the queen, the Yidden to Hashem. So Moshe being Shushvina the Malka. Moshe that's involved more with the Melech, more with Hashem, according to the definition, so to speak, of Elikus. He is the one that's bringing Elikus to the Yidden, Mulmailolamata from above to below. So Moshe Rabbeinu is bringing down the earth the way it is up in Atzillus without any differentiations, without any differences. And this is also his avoid of the way it's down here. In other words, it's all about bringing down a likus to the Yidden in, the, in, in, in a pure form. On the other hand, Aaron, Shashvina de Matrunisa, he's representing the Yidden, he's involved with the queen of here referring to the Yidden. He is the one trying to bring the Yidden closer to Hashem, Matalamaila. So that's obviously going to need to take into consideration the state and the level of the Yidden. And therefore, as far as Aaron is concerned, there are differences, there are changes according to the situation and the state of the Yid and the particular time that he's in. 
So we now understand why Moshe was the one that's saying, no, there shouldn't be any differences between Kachay Shah and Kachay Doires. All of it has exactly the same level of Kedusha. And Aaron is the one that's saying, no, we need to distinguish. There are different levels. We need to look at the Makabla. What happens next? Moshe Rabbeinu agrees to Aaron. What happened over here? After Moshe Rabbeinu hears from Aaron, that as far as the Nevroim are concerned, as far as creations are concerned, down here in this world, there are Shinuyim. You can't compare the Avoid and the Kedusha that's happening right now on the day of the Hanukkah Samishkan and the way it's in future generations. Moshe Rabbeinu hears this and he's pleased. It's accepted by Moshe. So what do we see? That this idea is not only true from the perspective of Aaron of Chesed, but somehow that even Midas HaEmes is now agreeing to it. Even Emes, Moshe Rabbeinu is also agreeing to this. How do we understand it? So the Rebbe says that in Tanya is discussed regarding the Avoid of a Benini and the Ava of a Benini. And the Alter Rebbe says that we know that a Tzaddik has a consistent Ava, but the Benini it's not so. And the Alter Rebbe says that relative to the Avoid of the Benini, his uh, Ava is also considered a complete and wholesome and truthful avoider according to his own level. Even though compared to the tzaddik who are truly serving the Abishta with the greatest emes, you wouldn't be able to consider the Ava of the Benini true because it's gone after davening. The Altarebbe brings a Pasek, Sfas Emes, Tikkun Lad, something that's true, lasts forever. The Adar Giel, Shain Shakar, something that's only there for a short moment, is the language of falsehood. So what's going on over here? Is the avoid of the tzaddik the only emes, or is there some emes in the avoid of the benoni as well? So the Rebbe explains. The idea of emes, ultimate truth, is really only in godliness. As the Pasek says, The world on its own can't have an union of emes, because all things in this world are things that don't last forever. They are things that disintegrate and so on. If we see any sort of emes in creations, even though, we're going to say that yes, it's only emes, a relative emes to the particular level, but it's not emes compared to the higher level, like we just said in Tanya, that the Benini is only emes compared to his own level, but not compared to the Tzaddik. But if we see any level of emes, it must be that the emes is coming from Hashem. This is the truth of godliness. That's what's right now shining inside of this person. The Rebbe gives an example to this, from also another concept in Chassidus that discusses the Pasuk and Shema, B'chol mo'idecha. That a person has to go out of his own limitations, mo'id shalcha, loving the Abishter, completely going out of his, his limitations, and that's called bleakvul, and that will arouse, that will bring down the mo'id of Hashem, the bleakvul of Hashem. Now even though, when we say your own going out of your own limitations, it's only compared to your own personal avoida, it's not true. Infinite avoida. It's a, it, it's a finite avoid. It's only unlimited or going out of your own boundaries. Compared to someone that's on a higher level, your ava would be considered limited and finite. But since, a similar idea to what we said before, since real bleak vul is only in elikus, whereas creations really have, hagbala have limitation. So anytime we see a bleak vul idea within Nevroim, it's only because right now there's something inside of him that's connected to Hashem with a true bleakvul. And therefore, when you got that bleakvul inside of yourself, in other words, the alikus inside of yourself, aroused, that can now also arouse the true bleakvul of Hashem. And the same thing back over here to what we were speaking about the Benini, that again, the moment there's a certain level of emes, is because of that emes of the emes havaya. Says the Rebbe, let's now apply all of that 
to our case. The difference between the Avoida and the Kedusha of Shah and Doiris, in other words, what was going on right then on that special day in future generations, the moment you can have any sort of Shleimus and a Emes in any of this is all again because of the Emes Havaya that's shining in the state of Yidin as they are at that particular time. So in other words, well, the moment we look at looking at a darga of M is just based on the particular time, that it's relative to this time, it's good, it's pure, it's holy, etc. That's as far as the level of the way it's shining in Nivroim. But again, as far as Moshe is concerned, as far as the Emes Havaya of Atzilus, which is completely higher than the way it's coming down into the Nivroim, so as far as Moshe is concerned, there is no difference between Kachay Shah and Kachay Doiris. As far as Moshe Rabbeinu is concerned, everything is exactly all the same. Again, this would be similar, as the Rebbe points out in the Hara, that Legabe the Tzaddik, all the avoid of the Benini is not really Emes. Compared to the Benini, every situation that he's in could be Emes. Says the Rebbe, but what happens next? What do we understand from here? That as a result of Aaron, now even Moshe Rabbeinu is agreeing, so to speak, that there is this element that even mitzad atzilus, there is going to be a difference between kachei shah and kachei doiris. How does how, how do we understand this? Says the Rebbe, it's known that really the whole purpose, the whole goal, the whole pnimis of atzilus is really all about the avoid and gilielikus to bring elikus down here into our world. That means when we look at Atzillus, there's really two aspects. There is Atzillus thinking about just the greatness, the holiness of Atzillus on its own, which is, yes, it's higher than all the creations. But really, there's the other aspect. If we look at what the purpose of Atzillus is, there it's felt that really the kavana of all these greatest levels of, of Atzillus is really for the purpose of Olam Asiya. says the Rebbe, these are the two ideas what happened in Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe, as we said, is the Midah of Atzillus. On his own, this is higher than any sort of differentiations, higher than any sort of relative emis, as it is as far as Nevroim are concerned. But Aroin, being the Shushvina, the Matronisa, representing the Yidin, he's bringing them close to the Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu. What does he reveal? He reveals that really the purpose, which is, connect, which is connected with the as we said, with, the, with those that are down here in this world. That's really the kavana, the pnimis, that's really the whole purpose of Atsilus. So the whole idea really of Atsilus is that there should be a gilui into the nevroim, into creations the way they are down here. And that's what Aaron is revealing, that really even the whole purpose of Atsilus is for the world, for the Yidin down here. Therefore, vayishma Moshe, vayitav bi'enav. In other words, now that becomes the union of Moshe Rabbeinu also. The union of Atzillus in a revealed way that he too is appreciating that the whole purpose that it should come down to the Nevroim down here along with all of the differences in the Nevroim. Says the Rebbe, the practical difference for all of this in Avoidah Hashem. When we are looking at our own personal Avoidah, yes, our Avoidah needs to be we're serving Hashem without any changes, without any sort of differences just like we say about Hashem, Ani Hashem, Lo Hashem never changes. So too, as the same Pesach says, Ani Hashem, Lo Yaakov, you, the children of Yaakov, also have to be in this way, in a permanent, solid way. But when we're dealing with another Yid, like Aaron, he's dealing with the Briyas, with those Yidin, that are not necessarily holding on the highest level. We have to look in and go into their own situation and realize that not all times are the same. And it cannot be that we're going to start off 
immediately trying to help these another person, especially the people that we described before as Briyos, people that we can't even see necessarily all their great qualities yet, by immediately demanding from them, pressuring them, and demanding that they should always be holding on the same level of Kedusha, just like as much as they hold on the holy times, and the special times, and the auspicious times. So when we are involved with other Yidin, even those that are Briyos Baalma, in a way, that yes, we're putting ourselves into their shoes and we're understanding them and connecting with them and realizing their situation and helping them in their situation, then we are piled that ultimately they too should be able to feel the real emes havayil that level of ani havayil And that also brings about the shleimus of the emes within the person himself who's trying to help the other person. And as the Rebbe concludes with the same passage that we said before, the Pasek says, Chesed ve'emes, Tavgoshu, Chesed and emes meet. The next words are, Tzedek v'sholim nashaku, Tzedek, righteousness and peace, kiss. And this brings about, in the Sava HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Li Yisloi Dira B'tachtoinim.